You're listening to Resilient Forward, a podcast show to educate the public on the people, businesses, governments, and nonprofits working on resilient solutions and innovative strategies to our most challenging environmental issues. I am your host, Irela Bagué, a Florida native and environmental advocate. I have seen firsthand the impacts of climate change and its effects on our economy. We hope that you'll enjoy this episode and learn something new about the fight against climate change in our path towards a resilient future. Thank you for joining us on Resilient Forward, and we're currently focusing our communications to provide timely information to our listeners related to the COVID-19 crisis. And today, we are fortunate to be speaking with Jennifer Messimer-Skold. She's the Media and Public Relations Officer for Miami-Dade County's Water and Sewer Department. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks so much for having me. Um, let's get into, um, I know you have, you know, you're very busy. It's a very busy time for the county. Um, let's get right into it. It's been particularly dry. Um, and in fact, last March was um, the driest month in his, one of the driest months in, in our history. Um, and seems we're heading into a drought. So, you know, water conservation is an important aspect, particularly now when we're all mostly home because of the COVID crisis and we're experiencing these drought conditions. So what are what are some of the things that um, you all are doing at Miami-Dade Water and Sewer to kind of, um, you know, get people to conserve more water at home? Well, definitely. Uh, April actually is known as Water Conservation Month because it's one of the most, uh, you know, driest on history. It's, it's typically the driest month out of the year, one of the driest months of the year. And this is a time of year when we definitely will see an uptick in water consumption. Typically, the department uh, produces and treats and uh, transports about 300 million gallons of water a day uh, to our more than 2.3 million customers and visitors every day. Uh, you know, however, this is the time of year when we already are expecting for water consumption to go up. Now, when you add the factor that we have more people staying at home because of coronavirus, uh, because maybe they're disinfecting things uh, more frequently and cleaning more things frequently to combat the virus, you know, we definitely are seeing even more people uh, using more water. So uh, we've we've done, you know, numerous posts on social media. We've reached out through traditional media. And we actually are just asking for people to partner with us that they do conserve water. Uh, we still have the opportunity for people to take advantage of our different rebate uh, rebate opportunities uh, if they want to uh, replace their shower heads, replace their toilets. Uh, they can not only uh, save money because we'll give them a fifty dollar up to a fifty dollar rebate per toilet and up to a twenty five dollar rebate per shower head. Um, they can also uh, sign up and when the uh, lawn, the free lawn irrigation evaluations uh, are back in service. Uh, we'll be able to be able to um, tell you and give you recommendations on how to uh, best, you know, irrigate your lawn if you have an existing, uh, you know, irrigation system in place. You don't have to do all of the recommendations, but if you do the recommendations on a staggered basis, you can actually earn up to $500 per year for five years. So in the long run, not only will you be saving water and be more green, you're going to put more green in your pocket because the less water you, 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 you use, the less you'll actually be spending. On your yeah, and, and it makes it makes complete sense. And um, and 
you know, there's so many things people could be doing at home and even in the backyards to, you know, like planting, you know, drought tolerant uh, plants and, and landscaping and so forth. So it's great that the department is actually, you know, actually, you know, supporting people with rebates as well. It's very important. I mean, one leaky toilet can like waste so many gallons. I, I, I don't know what the exact number is, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> oh, it's about yes, a running toilet. I mean, if you if you notice that you have a running toilet, you better go catch it because uh, you can waste as much as 200 gallons of water a day with a small little leak, or just the fact that the seal in your toilet tank isn't sealing proper uh, properly. So, uh, you know, if everyone's home, uh, obviously people are you know watching Netflix and a whole bunch of TV and trying to uh, work from home and do all these other things. Here's a a science project that I always give to the kids when I do uh, career days, I give them a little project to do, and it can help their parents, uh, you know, become water detectives. And what it is is that you get food coloring. Uh, if, you know, Easter just passed a couple of weeks ago, if you still have some uh, food coloring left from the dyes, uh, from coloring those Easter eggs, you can go into the bathroom, take off the back of the toilet tank, drop about 10 to 15 drops of food coloring in the tank, leave the toilet alone, don't flush it or anything like that. And wait about 10 to 15 minutes. And uh, in that time period, if the uh, food coloring actually goes from the tank to the bowl and you haven't flushed it, that means that you have a leak in your toilet or you have, uh, or the seal isn't sealing properly because the only time water should go from the tank to the bowl is when you, when you actually flush it to get rid of the waste in the toilet bowl. So uh, that is definitely an indication that you have a leak and a little leak can waste a lot of water. Uh, actually, if you have, uh, if you were to look at your pencil eraser on your pencil, it's about the, the equivalent of an eighth of an inch, you know, the yeah. diameter of that eraser. And if you had uh, a, a leak, the size of a of that eraser in a three month period, which is the typical water you know water bill cycle, you will have wasted approximately 1.1 million gallons of water, and that would fill the standard you know backyard in ground pool about 78 times. So that's wow. the perspective of some you know of how much water you will have wasted. And to go back to uh, some of the other topics we're doing as far as far uh, as supporting and making sure that people are observing, you know, what they can do to, you know, prevent wasted water, especially during the drought period. Miami-Dade County actually has permanent water restrictions, uh, but now with the recent findings that were on average of six and a half inches of less water, you know, of rainwater coming into our system over the last couple of months, and that we are classified in South Florida and Miami-Dade County as abnormally dry, uh, we've actually mirrored the South Florida Water Management District's recent order where they have put in uh, no watering between 7, uh, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. So the county, it, it normally is that you have to water before 10 a.m. or after 4 p.m. Now we are currently uh, mirroring the district's order and have, a, you know, have expanded our water restrictions to mirror that. So uh, you, we are still ad, uh, adhering to the normal day. So based on your address, if you have an odd-numbered house address, you can water on Wednesdays and Saturdays. If your house address is even, you are to water on Thursdays and Sundays, but now it's water before 7 a.m., 
or water after 7 p.m., but never during the, you know, never both, you know, windows of the same day. And they definitely don't want you to do water any more than three-quarters of an inch to an inch of water uh, during a week, especially during this time of drought, uh, and only to supplement rainwater, I mean, to, for rain. So if it actually does start raining and eventually, you know, we'll feel like we have that 3 o'clock daily deluge, you know, hopefully, not that right. wood next week or so, a couple of weeks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're asking that people be very, um, you know, very conservation, very stingy with the irrigation. So if it's been raining, please, you know, refrain from actually, you know, using your sprinklers or, or hose and not, you know, and refrain from watering the lawn. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the time frame is important. People don't don't know why we're, why there's, you know, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And it's because, you know, obviously you don't want to be watering your, your lawn midday when the sun is out and it's everything being, you know, um, evaporate, evaporated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not only that, so you, you'd be you know, losing a majority of the water evaporation. You're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's also hot water because it's been sitting in your hose and, and the pipes and, you know, during the heat of the day. So then you'd be putting hot water onto already, you know, stressed grass or, you know, browning grass correct. or dry grass. So you're going to be scorching it and probably doing more damage than, you know, than good. So, yeah, definitely wait until the hours is, you know, uh, cooler temperatures or slightly cooler temperatures in South Florida. Uh, But, yeah, definitely before 7 and after 7. And so let's move into something that was quite fascinating during this whole COVID crisis when it began. And it was this crazy rush to buy toilet paper. (laughs) And obviously that created some, some shortages. And we heard about people resorting to using wipes and other paper products instead. And, you know, just because you know, just because they're they, the product says flushable wipes, there's this misconception that they are actually flushable and they're not. They create a huge problem in the you know water um, piping system, right? Definitely. I mean, I'm not here to debate the merits or the definition of what's flushable or not flushable. You know, representing the Miami-Dade Water and Sewer Department, we are just saying for the, you know, for the longevity of our pipes and our system, we want you to only follow the three Ps. The only thing, the only thing that you should be flushing down your toilet is poo, pee, and toilet paper. So (laughs) if it's not toilet paper, then don't flush it. A napkin is not the same thing. A paper towel is not the same thing. A, you know, a facial tissue really isn't even the same thing. So if that's not, you know, toilet paper, then, you know, don't flush it down the toilet because out of sight is not out of mind. I mean, just because you it leaves your toilet, I guess that's by definition it's flushable, right? I mean, it's, it's flushed. It's out of your toilet bowl. You don't see it anymore. But that's only the beginning of, you know, that's only the beginning of the problem because uh, what you don't see can cause big problems down the road. Uh, so when people are flushing other items down the, the, the toilet, also it's compounded with, you know, a lot of people also being home and maybe they're cooking more often than they would. Uh, one of our other big problems that we have, and it's not, a, not only Miami-Dade County, it's nationwide, it's international, you know, yes. the fact that people are pouring grease down their, their kitchen sinks. Um, just because it's a hot liquid when it goes down, it doesn't stay that way. Just like if you uh, fried something up in a skillet and you've le- left the grease, the oil, you know, the oil to cool in the skillet, then what does it end up being if you don't dispose of it immediately? It ends up solidifying and being sticky, greasy gunk of stuff, right? Well, right. eventually it turns into that inside of our the sewer pipes as well. So I will tell you that if it may, if it clogs up the sewer line that leaves your house, 
to before it gets to the actual main sewer line in the street, uh, and it and you start having sewer backups in your home, that's actually the homeowner's financial responsibility. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a you know good habit to get into. We want right. to let let the oil cool, can it, and then throw it away in the trash. Uh, okay, let, it go, let it go to the landfill, not, Correct. not, down, the, not down the drain. Correct, because if it, like I said, if it clogs up your sewer line, your individual lateral, that's your financial obligation to repair. Okay, then someone maybe doesn't clog up your line, but it makes it, to, it makes it into the big, you know, the big actual county infrastructure sewer lines. Then what happens is that it sticks to the inside of your of, of the sewer pipes, and then all these wipes and all these other um, items, you know, Q-tips, dental floss, you know, paper towels, you know, all these other things uh, now start sticking to the sticky grease. And then it snowballs, right? So <laughs> yeah, I kind of, of like to, I kind of like to compare it to, you know, uh, your arteries, right? So if you eat a diet that's very fattening and, you know, with a lot of grease and whatnot, what happens to your arteries? They start clogging up and then eventually not enough blood can get through the arteries when you're, you know, your heart is pumping and then you end up having a heart attack. Same thing. So eventually those sewer pipes will, you know, continue to, you know, build up and then eventually it'll, you know, the pressure will back up to a point where what happens? The sewer pipe will break or our pump stations will have an overflow. So nobody, nobody wants to have, you know, sewage in the road, sewage that makes it into the waterways. We certainly don't. So that's why we're asking our customers. Or in your home. Or in your home. Nobody wants that, especially <laughs> if people are, you know, in a stay-at-home order, then what happens? And you have to call a plumber, and nobody really wants to have anybody else other than their family members come into the house at, at this, you know, at this time time period. So, you Besides, know. Besides, everybody, you know, there's a, there's a financial hardship going on. I mean, you know, you definitely don't want it to, to have any additional expenses that you could there, prevent. So if you want, right, so if you're absolutely correct. So, you know, everybody wants to count every penny. So one of the ways that you can make sure that you're not adding anything to your budget, you know, nobody wants to have to call out an emergency plumber because, you know, they, they don't come cheap. So, um, right. you, know, watch, you know, watch your pennies. Uh, definitely throw everything in the garbage. Your toilet is not a trash can. So we want you to trash it, not flush it. And even if you have a garbage disposal, don't put coffee grounds during, you know, down the drain. Don't put your fr uh, your fruit peels. When you scrape your plates before you put them in, make sure you scrape your plates before you put them in the dishwasher. And when mm -hmm. you scrape the plates, scrape them into the garbage can, not down the garbage disposal. So, I mean, again, people just think, oh, I have a dis garbage disposal. It'll take care of it. We're telling you, as the experts of the sewer, you know, the sewer uh, infrastructure, please don't do that. You can partner with us and make things a whole lot easier for yourselves as well as for us for the whole system as a whole that's great um let's let's get into you know we talked about budgets and and you know a lot of folks are going through some financial hardships during this time a lot of folks are out of work um what is the uh, what is the miami-dade water and sewer doing to help some of your customers during this time exactly so I, mean, I will tell you that even you know when we're not during in a state of emergency, uh, our water and sewer utility—it's the largest in the southeastern United States—and despite the size of of the amount of people that we serve, our our water and sewer services are among the least expensive in the state as well as the nation. But even going beyond that, 
Times are tough. We're totally empathetic. We are currently uh, not disconnecting anyone uh, due to non-payment because of these very reasons. Because people are out of work and 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 finances are strained and stretched to the you know to the very limits. We're also not uh, you know assessing any late fees. I will say that uh, it would be better you know if possible that folks if they have an issue uh, financially uh, and their bill is due. You may not be cut, but down the road, the bill will be due. So even right. if it's, you know, even if they have a little bit, they can't pay the whole amount, it's still better to make some partial payments so that when, you know, when uh, bills do become, you know, collectible again, you know, once we're out of the state of emergency, then customers won't be hit with the, you know, a total accumulated balance. Uh, the department has always had payment arrangements, and we continue to do so. So the easiest thing would be if you, you know, if, if you find that you cannot pay your bill in total, please reach out to us at our customer service uh, division, and we can definitely work with you and take partial payments. That way, down the road, when, when things are starting to return to normal, then you're not going to be hit up with three months or six months worth of water bills all at once. And let me ask you, obviously, during the state of emergency, you will not be cutting people's water off. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying, saying that right. there will not be there will not be any disconnections. And that kind of leads into another uh, another topic that I want to get with, because, you know, it's already hard enough for, for people to, you know, live in this you know, current state of emergency. We certainly don't want people to be taken advantage of by any kind any Congress. Now, uh, nobody has attempted, to my knowledge, uh, to represent themselves as a water and sewer employee, uh, you know, and tried to, you know, scam anyone. Um, there have been times uh, where other, you know, there have been uh, examples where people have represented themselves as other county, not county, but other governmental agencies uh, and tried to, you know, gain access to someone's house or property. So we want to make sure that people are aware that we're not, you know, that we are not, uh, you know, disconnecting any service. So if somebody is calling you uh, over the phone and trying to collect, uh, you know, payment, other mm -hmm. with the threat of disconnecting you, that is not the case. If someone is at your property trying to collect payment in person, otherwise you're going to have your service disconnected. That is absolutely not the case. Uh, if anyone is in, you know, if anyone is, happens to be in the community, because we are an essential department, we are out there still doing, you know, work every day to make sure uh, that everyone's getting uh, safe, reliable drinking water to their homes every day, and reliable wastewater removal service from their homes. So we're we're out there. I mean, we're out there. Right. Uh, making sure that everyone else who's able to stay home can stay home safely. So uh, while water and sewer employees are out in the field and you may see them, they will be in properly marked vehicles. They will be in properly marked uh, uniforms and have IDs. So if you have a question about anyone in your community, you can always call our department during regular business hours. Uh, you, after hours, you can call the department uh, emergency communications line, and we would be able to verify that the folks that are in the community are, in fact, Miami-Dade Water and Sewer. But do not let anyone in your home because they, quote, unquote, need to check your water service, you know, check the pipes, because we would That's never need what, to come yeah. in. Yeah, we would never have to come into your house. Because anything inside your house is your uh, your private property is your private plumbing. So uh, we only deal with outside infrastructure, so we would never have to come into your home. Occasionally, we will have to 
go onto your property if you live in an older community and your uh, and your meter is still in the back uh, your backyard. So, but you already know that if you if you know your meters in the backyard, you know our guys, you know our meter readers will come out and access your meter. But other than that, there's no reason for us to come onto your property. And we are still doing uh, we are still doing in the field uh, meter reading. So that means that the bills that you are receiving are accurate consumption-based bills. They are not estimated. So the water you're using is the water that you will be charged for. And, you know, one thing I want to say is is thank you because we're so appreciative to those uh, those workers that you have that are still going into work and making sure that we have the water we need for our daily lives. And, you know, those are heroes too. You know, I know what, during this time where, you know, there's so many heroes or first responders and, and the folks in the hospitals and such, but, you know, people forget about the folks that are at the water plants, making sure that things are running um, safely because, you know, as we all say, water is life and we, you know, need it <laughs> to live. So, you know, thank you so much for, for what you guys are doing. One last thing I want to kind of cover because we are, you know, eventually heading into hurricane season and, um, you know, there's every time there's an emergency, particularly hurricanes, people just go crazy and start buying bottled water like it's like it's running out. And what you know, folks don't realize is that our tap water is very clean and safe to drink, and we could be you know filling up gallons and gallons of it without having to really go out and buy it. Well, you're 100. Uh, percent There's just there's just a perception that on the list of things to get, whether it's now or in the state of emergency, I, I saw I would be in the grocery store and people just taking uh, cases and cases of bottled water. And while I'm shopping in the grocery store, I'm telling people, you don't need to buy that. Save your money. You don't need to buy that. Uh, and they probably were just looking at me like I was some crazy person shopping in the grocery store. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's, it's true. Whether it's hurricane season, whether it's right now with coronavirus, our department is used to working in uh, emergency situations. You know, we have folks that are there 24 hours a day. Our water quality, you know, our water meets or exceeds all state, local, and federal guidelines. Uh, our, we have our lab technicians that sample throughout the system from the time we withdraw it from the Biscayne Aquifer through our, our wells uh, to when it comes into the plant throughout the entire treatment process. And we even go out in the field and take samples of the water when it's actually already in our thousands of miles of water pipes. So there's absolutely no reason to, uh, you know, to stockpile bottled water. Um, <laughs> actually, during for, for hurricane season, you know, uh, the only time people will actually, I mean, not gun wood, I mean, unless, you know, it's another Hurricane Andrew uh, that we just, we don't ever want that. But um, during hurricanes, we go to uh, auxiliary power even before people start losing, you know, electricity, just so that we don't have that stop, go, stop, go, surge, it kicks off, it kicks back on. So we go to, uh, that's part of our, you know, standard operating procedure. So we do have, you know, uh, uninterrupted uh, service. So the, the fact is, is that the only time someone would not have water at their home is that, uh, you know, not that our plant stopped operating, it's that potentially maybe you live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of trees and due to the wind, the wind knocked over, you know, knocked the tree out of the, out of the ground and because of the root system, the root system, you know, ripped up and damaged a pipe. So the only, right. really the only time someone would not have a uh, water to their home in you know in most cases uh, during a hurricane would be because of uh, an individual pipe not because our system as a whole had a malfunction. So knowing that we definitely recommend that people um 
A, save money and save space because you don't want to have uh, bottled water for, you know, that's not something that you can keep long term as part of mm-hmm. your hurricane supplies because the water is in plastic, you know, uh, you know, eventually the, the plastic in the bottles break down. So we uh, we suggest that people invest uh, in the collapsible plastic containers, like at a camping store or something like that. You clean them out every year. You know, when a hurricane warning is called, when, it's, when, the, hur- when the storm is imminent uh, to land in where you live, that's when you would fill up the containers, you clean them up, you know, clean them out and disinfect them, you know, with a bleach to water ratio and then um, fill them up uh, when there's a hurricane warning because you don't want to fill the containers up, you know, too soon either. So uh, once, you know, once the hurricane comes, you know, and passes and you didn't even need the water, then you can use that obviously to clean things or use it to, to- uh, use it to, you know, flush the toilets in case the pressure is impacted that way. But once the hurricane season is over, you collapse those plastic containers and you put them in your, you know, your hurricane supply bin. And it's much, you know, it's a much easier thing, you know, to uh, pack away than having to, you know, again, have to stockpile bottles and bottles of, uh, of bottled water. Fantastic, fantastic tips. Thanks so much, Jennifer. It's been great talking to you. Um, thank you so much for all of these tips and, and all this information that you're that you provided for us. And um, you know, we wish you well, stay safe, and thank all of those um, workers at Miami Day Water and Sewer for helping us to keep our water running and our pipes moving. <laughs> Thanks so much, um, and um, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Thanks. Be well. Appreciate the time. Uh, I appreciate definitely the attention that uh, our staff here in the department uh, gets. They they do this uh, 24/7, 365 uh, during all types of uh, emergency con- uh, situations. Uh, we don't want you to have to think about water or sewer because if you are thinking about those services, obviously something's happened. So you know, on one hand, it's great for people to uh, you know forget about you know about the services because that means we're doing a good job. But by the same token. Uh, they don't realize what it takes to make sure we have seamless services. So thanks so much for uh, giving me the opportunity to, uh, you know, brag a little about uh, my coworkers and the, and the thousands of people who work for the Water and Sewer Department. Well, it's our pleasure. And, of course, we have to do our part as well. So we should conserve and not dump anything down the toilet or down the drains that don't belong there. So thank you so much again. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Be well. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Resilient Forward. Don't forget to like this episode on your favorite podcast platform and share with your friends and colleagues. If you would like to know more about Resilient Forward or join us as a guest, please visit www.resilientforward.com. Join us next time and remember, our environment is our economy.